Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Wednesday, December 20th. Gray markets are quiet here at 529 a.m. Central Time. Mixed bag of trade. Let's start off with the corn market, which posted some fresh lows uh, yesterday. Sure did. The nearby March 24 corn contract posted a life of contract low close on Tuesday. The contract closed just below 473 per bushel after a four cent drop on the day. Following a record 2023 U.S. harvest, sources in the commercial grain business continue to indicate that the farmer is undersold compared to a normal year. Logistics issues at the U.S.-Mexico border, Panama Canal, and the Red Sea may have added to the pressure. So those are all shorter term issues. You know, the farmers undersold. We've heard that a lot. Uh, these logistics issues are are certainly problematic. Bigger picture, you guys have seen this chart from me before, ending stocks to use ratio. The uh, supply and demand situation here in the United States is projected to be, this is a projection for uh, what will be at the end of August next year. We're, we're projected to be much more similar to like, 2015, 16, 17, 18 uh, than the last three years. The last three years, we were running sub 10% in terms of U.S. stocks to use ratio, and now we're creeping back up to 15%. So this is um, a situation that's not typically associated with 6 7 or $8 corn. In fact, before COVID, this would be a situation that would be associated with like $3.5 corn. Um, I struggle to, I don't think anybody knows what a cheap corn price is in 2023 following covid following all the money injections and and the inflation i mean the price of everything else on the planet's up 20 or 30 percent at minimum versus 2019 so what's a new bottom of the barrel price in corn i don't know i've talked about it before i don't think anybody has a clue is it four and a half bucks i don't know maybe uh, in these carry markets so you got to remember this when, when the december contract went off the board it was like in the 450s a lot of times what you'll see is is the next contract up will kind of go down to where that previous contract left off so does that mean that march corn's headed for the 450s it's a possibility, uh, but the news, fundamentals, whatever, uh, attitudes could change at, at any point in time, but uh, just not a great looking situation. Mexico could face a shortage of corn and soybean meal as a result of this week's rail closures. Mexico's main farm lobby, CNA, said yesterday the flow of goods and supply of inputs are essential to feeding the livestock sector and industrial uses. The group estimates that Mexico's soybean meal supplies are less than nine days, while corn supplies run eight to 20 days. Union Pacific estimates that the closures will result in $200 million per day in economic impact. Mexico accounts for 47% of all U.S. corn export sales this year. We're doing an update on this today. Not much has changed, but uh, they had these comments. Reuters ran these comments from uh, some of the trade groups yesterday. So there is some talk about uh, this as it relates specifically to corn and to soybean meal. Union Pacific also added that it's working to prevent congestion at the border, <laughs> stressing it would be more difficult for cross-border trade to resume the longer the bridge closures remain in effect. Uh, they also flagged that its other locations cannot handle the extra traffic. Uh, Mexico's main poultry industry or Producers Association is uh, also concerned about this. So again, Mexico's been our biggest corn buyer. They're almost half of all U.S. corn export sales this year. I'll tell you who could fix this with, with one phone call, and he's got a direct line to the Oval Office, uh, the Oracle himself, Warren Buffett, who has some uh, big-time interest in the railroads, BNSF in particular. So um, I just, like I said yesterday, guys, it's a man-made issue. 
it could be fixed with just one one phone call or policy change or just uh all they got to do is flip the switch it's not this is not the panama canal but people are worried about it it's 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 a concern. We hope it doesn't last very long. They're losing a lot of money, and the railroads are important. I think they have a lot of pull when it comes to government policy. I can't imagine this lasts real long, but uh, still ongoing as of this morning, as far as I know. So if you guys haven't already checked out our premium content, you definitely need to do so. Joe, can you tell me about the video you put together yesterday? I had several requests to do a balance sheet review uh, as it relates to U.S. corn and soybeans, so that's what I did yesterday. We kind of take an Excel sheet. We uh, uh, play with a few different possibilities. Um, I'm not going to say the corn situation is impossibly bearish, but it's tough. It's tough. You're going to need uh, if you need to see if you want to see higher corn prices, you're probably going to need to see a Brazilian weather issue. The market doesn't really seem too interested in that. You need to see some demand or fast forward to next spring and summer um, U.S. weather issue. But to ran through all of this corn and soybeans, different possibilities, stocks to use ratios that you made the uh, spreadsheet downloadable if you guys want to play with it it's a real simple version of it but that's really all you need if you want to see the premium stuff uh go to standardgrain.com this morning uh you can sign up this is a 50 dollars per month subscription cancel at any time no other fee no other obligation nobody will try to sell you anything else just a ton of info direct from us every single business day guys morning email is jam-packed full of info every day at 5 a.m central time uh the premium videos go out at midday there's a new one every single business day uh check it out this morning i'll forward you a copy of this morning's email Poor growing conditions are expected to hinder Brazilian soybean production. This season's soybean crop in Mato Grosso is expected to be 20% less than last season, according to farmer group Aprosoya. Farmers in the state are slated to harvest 36.15 million tons of oilseed this season, down 9.2 million tons from last year. USDA recently reduced its estimate for Brazil's total soybean production to 161 million tons. CONAB also cut its projection to 160.2 million tons. When the when the season first started, Brazil's soybean crop was largely largely pegged at 164 million tons. For a lot of reasons, I'm not going to get too excited or put too much stock into these like mid growing season production estimates where somebody tells me, yes, the crop is absolutely going to be down 20 to 30 to 40 percent. We heard the same thing from people in the United States this summer. And with good reason, I mean, there was drought, there were dry conditions. It was problematic, but uh, things change and they change quickly. Uh, here's a chart I threw together. So this is Brazil plus Argentina. But what I did here was I adjusted Brazil down to 155. I left Argentina alone at 48, which I think is fair. I think these are fair numbers. I think this is what the market is working with right now. If I had to guess, and that's a matter of opinion, your opinion may be different. But when you take those two numbers, 155 and 48, I mean, you're still looking at a record crop. You're still looking at a number north of, of 200 million metric tons. So I, I guess the the story and, and I think the market's attitude right now is you can probably afford to lose a little bit in Brazil and, and have this not be a disaster and you'll still have a combined record. So I think I think that's why the market has had a tough time rallying on this. Uh, rains returned to Brazil yesterday and there's a bunch of scattered stuff on the radar here early this morning. The forecast looks uh, really pretty decent from now through Saturday, Sunday. They're going to catch rains in these central and northern areas that have been dry. Southern Brazil has been way too wet and it's going to be drier there. So this is actually not a bad setup. Uh, there's going to be potentially anything this far out is not reliable, but potentially a dry period the last few days of the year. And then maybe the GFS says some uh, heavier rains return uh, after Jan 1. That's uh, too far out to be reliable at this point.
The EPA is asking the White House to expand ethanol sales. On Monday, the agency asked the White House to approve a rule that would allow E15 to be sold year-round in certain Midwestern states. The proposal includes Illinois, Iowa, Minnesota, Missouri, Nebraska, Ohio, South Dakota, and Wisconsin. The EPA originally submitted the proposal back in March, but it, ha it has been stalled due to the oil industry. Oil refiners claim that allowing E15 in select states would cause supply chain issues and result in higher gasoline prices. If passed, the proposal would go into effect on April 28th of this coming year. Gosh, I feel like we were talking about the same story like months and months ago. I think that we were. So hopefully, uh, April, end of April next year, we'll be buying um, E15 year round, I guess. That would be great. Ukrainian aid has been pushed back until next year. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer announced on Tuesday that a Ukrainian aid package would have to wait until next year. Republicans in Congress have held up the funds demanding immigration policy changes be included with the aid package. The House has already adjourned for Christmas and the Senate will leave here in the coming days. Schumer hopes to have an agreement on immigration by the time Congress reconvenes on January 8th. According to the Pentagon, money needed to replace weapons sent to Ukraine will run out on December 30th. I know everybody wants a political hot take. I don't really have one. Um, there's a lot there have there has been a lot of grain news out of the Black Sea. We just haven't covered it because I don't I don't just don't think it moves the market anymore. Um, so Russia says that they don't want any part of a Black Sea grain deal, but it doesn't seem to matter because they are moving grain out, out of this uh, corridor that's been established. Also, weather in the Black Sea has been uh, mostly favorable, so they're eyeing some big wheat crops in uh, Russia, most importantly, and and also Ukraine. So I'm not going to say it's it's bearish, but it doesn't help the bull cause by any means. USDA reported a flash sale of soybeans on Tuesday. U.S. exporters sold 132,000 metric tons of soybeans to unknown destinations for delivery during the current marketing year. Since the beginning of the month, exporters have sold a total of 2.3 million metric, me, million metric tons of soybeans through 12 flash sales. Yeah, the demand's picked up. We're still below where we were last year, but um, ideally, you know, everything gets shipped. <laughs> we hit USDA targets. That would be uh, great, maybe even exceed them. But again, a lot of this is going to hinge on Brazilian weather. What did uh, cattle do yesterday? Uh, they pulled back a bit, um, but it wasn't substantial. Feeder cattle futures closed an average of 62 cents lower, except for 60, 65 cents higher in the back contract. Live cattle futures closed an average of 33 cents lower. Box beef was mostly unchanged. Unchanged choice ended the day at 288.83. That was down 10 cents. And select ended the day at 263.16. That was down 56 cents. Outside markets pretty quiet. U.S. dollars about flat. Stocks are lower. They, they were sharply higher yesterday. Bonds are flat. Uh, crude oil is up 93 cents in the March WTI at 75.14. Have a great day, guys. We'll talk to you Thursday morning.